0: Welcome back to the Misfits and Mysteries podcast. You guys know by now, we are your weekly podcast for everything weird and wacky, from Bigfoot and aliens to psychology and history and everything in between. We are your hosts, Emmy And Steve. So Steve, what's up?
1: Not much. How are you?
0: Good. We're back from the holidays.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a while because... I mean, this episode's coming out Thursday, and we've been releasing on Tuesdays. So last time we recorded was like over a week ago. So I think we recorded on like a Saturday or a Sunday, right?
0: Yeah, it's been, so it's a been while. over a
1: week. So yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it probably feels longer for us than you guys just because we record in advance. And yeah, it's going forward. We're we'll going to be back on our Thursday release schedule. We're going to only do Tuesday releases if there's a holiday that falls on a Thursday because... We like taking holidays off. And also, I imagine, especially with the lack of traveling now, you guys probably aren't looking for podcasts to listen to. So we try and give you those early. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And nobody listened to our Thanksgiving episode. So we tried something new for Christmas and New Year's. It worked
1: way better. (laughs) And you guys, shame on you. You should listen to our Thanksgiving episode. What were you doing spending time with your families?
0: (laughs) Did you do anything fun for New Year's, Steve?
1: No, I was just with my family, so really nothing that special. We played Trivial Pursuit with my cousins over Zoom, which is kind of fun. The problem, though, was that their version was so much harder than ours, so it was kind of (laughs) of bullshit, but it was pretty fun.
0: That's fun. I ended up with two of my friends who actually have already had COVID, but just as an extra precaution, we were all wearing masks on New Year's, Mm -hmm. and drinking underneath our masks with straws oh nice and annuity. but then i ended up drinking way too fast oh boy because you know just when when you're going through a straw it's just like nothing you know mm-hmm. yeah. so the next day i was not feeling too hot
1: oh boy yeah i remember you texted me that you were uh because I asked you a question about this week's episode. You texted me saying that you're too hungover to look at a screen, <laughs> <laughs> which I've been there.
0: I was watching TV, but just listening to it. I couldn't even concentrate it on a podcast. I was like, I need to throw the most trash TV I can and <laughs> just lay here and be sad.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I'm not to go too far down a tangent, but I guess our junior year of college, So right before I turned 21, we're on spring break, and I was visiting my friend who goes to McGill. So the first night, we started drinking at like 4 p.m., and then we didn't even stay that late because my friend got too drunk, and I had to take him home from this random frat party. And the worst part is everyone speaks French in Montreal, and I don't speak a lick of French. (laughs) So it was an interesting experience. But basically, I was so hungover the next morning that when we went to go order food, so, everything's in French, too, which is, like, the biggest pain in the ass in the world if you don't speak French. So, we went to, like, an A&W. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they make the root beer for everyone who doesn't know. And they also are, like, a McDonald's-type thing. And I go up to my friend. I'm like, dude, are you having trouble, like, reading that uh, that screen? of something in the menu? He's like, what? Because it's in French? I'm like, no, dude. Like, the words are, like, really fuzzy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, no. I'll go over. You can't read. <laughs>
0: I don't know if I'm allowed to say this now that your parents listen to the podcast
1: oh no they don't listen they just listen once
0: okay good <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking back to one time when we were in college and you were in Dublin when we were abroad and the guy asked for your ID and you handed him your credit card
1: oh yeah <laughs> that was a good one
0: that was a good one
1: did not get into that club, let me tell you what.
0: Yeah, that's, you are like, okay. Uh, this tells me all I need to know, actually.
1: Yeah. How about we save the full versions of the stories for if we ever go on a big podcast that talks about that stuff? Yeah. So, yeah, that we'll save it for that. Or if we're really big and we don't have to worry about potential employers listening to us. <laughs> I mean, according to PodNotes, we're in the top 10% of podcasts which I find hard to believe but hey we got to start wearing that badge of honor top 10% of podcasts thank you guys you're great fans
0: you are great fans we don't I'm know only, who you uh, are three... come talk to us wait so what's that I said come talk to us
1: yeah seriously you guys need to um you should like and comment um if you want to help us out for real if you enjoy our show please leave comments, reviews especially nice reviews really help and nice ratings on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can rate them. Honestly too, like tell a friend, telling a friend is great. Despite that stupid AT&T commercial that they have all the time where the guy says something about the new iPhone and she goes, word of mouth advertising. That's what they used to do before commercials. It's like, no, word about the advertising is so much better than goddamn commercials. So do that. Yeah. That will help us. Just helping us grow helps us. It'll help us get sponsors eventually. It will help us make money. And maybe if we're lucky, we'll be able to make this a full-time job and you can get more of us.
0: If you don't like our podcast, you don't have to say anything.
1: Yeah. If you don't like our podcast, stop listening.
0: (laughs) Or you can keep listening. Just don't don't do anything about it.
1: Oh, if you don't like our podcast, so you can stop listening, but be a good person and then subscribe so it downloads and we get money <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and
1: don't tell us you don't like us because that's just not nice
0: yeah you, you don't have to leave a review or anything it's
1: fine. yeah and oh yeah so while we're on the topic of these kinds of things go sign up for our newsletter i'm not fully sure how this is going to work it might already be out and too late by the time you guys hear this i've never <laughs> done a newsletter before but sign up on our website I think we'll be it was probably a way to archive it and have like you can see the old one, but sign up so you don't miss it. We have some cool announcements coming up. We have best of our show, our favorite episodes, favorite blogs. We're doing the best of everything. You're not gonna want to miss it. So sign up on our website. Do it. Oh, also, we have a very special song at the outro today, which oh, you're gonna yes want to stay tuned.
0: Yeah. So stick around to the end, you guys. Yeah,
1: we're not even gonna spoil it. It's it's incredible.
0: All right, Steve, so uh what are you gonna talk about today?
1: All right, so I saw a UFO, but it was definitely not an alien UFO, but it was still a UFO, so I'm gonna tell you my UFO story. Okay. It was by all means an unidentified flying object. <laughs> And by that, I mean, I looked up for like maybe two seconds and I personally could not identify what I was seeing, but I'm like 99% sure it was an airplane or a fighter jet. I don't think it was a real aliens Yeah. because, you know, why would it be? I don't have that luck. Actually, just random aside, my uncle and my cousin, or two of my cousins, both saw a UFO on a camping trip once. Perhaps they'll come on and talk about it.
0: They should.
1: Yeah, I will i got to reach out.
0: I would love to get some real UFO stories.
1: Yeah, we should do that at some point. So I guess you'll hear my UFO story. And also, I found some very interesting folklore from the Inuits, who are the uh, native people of the Arctic and like Canada. So not much about them, as written online at least, So I'm hoping we do them justice and do a good job spreading awareness from their folklore because it's pretty interesting some of the things I found. What about you? What do you have for us?
0: So this week I completely spiraled, Steve.
1: (laughs) Hey, that was like me and the Christmas special and it turned out really well.
0: (laughs) I know. It was just, I was going to do this ghost thing, but then I was looking into it. I just didn't, wasn't passionate about it, you know?
1: It was like the awful, the episode that we don't talk about with the demons
0: <laughs> the episode that shall not be named
1: i mean i think like if we're being 100% honest i think that's the worst piece of content we put out there but you gotta have hiccups eventually and if that's the worst we've done it's pretty good
0: it wasn't, it wasn't that bad though i mean you were just you just didn't like it
1: i it's just felt like it wasn't a great episode you just
0: didn't enjoy talking about it
1: yeah that's the problem if we don't enjoy talking about something then it's hard to be enthusiastic and put out a good product. But unless we're being paid to talk about it, in which case, I can be very enthusiastic. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So then I didn't feel good about that. And then I was going to do this woman who came out with a book about her love affair with an alien. Uh Uh-huh. And it's very interesting, and I will be doing it on a future episode. But oh, I, man, <laughs> I, <laughs> but there was just so much there, and I want to do that story justice. So tonight, I will be doing a topic that Steve recommended to me, which is Doctor Love.
1: Doctor Love, I love this guy. <laughs> so before we actually start. I don't know how this hit me the other day. I tweeted it out to the official Neopets account. <laughs> what the hell happened in Neopets? Do you have Neopets when you were a kid?
0: I was more of a Webkinz girl.
1: Okay. So I, I wrote this all down because my brain was spiraling. So start off with Webkinz. I start off because I was like, randomly I thought like, what the hell? Whatever happened to Webkinz, right? Mm-hmm. And then I looked into it and wouldn't you know, Webkin still exists, and apparently is better than ever. I didn't personally want to spend money. Yeah, but Dude,
0: this literally I was just thinking about all of these websites the other day because Farmville shut down. Oh really? Farmville's officially dead.
1: I like got into that for like a couple of days and then I just didn't feel like waiting for people or paying money. So I just quit. Were you a big Farmville girl?
0: I think I legitimately was addicted to Farmville.
1: That's not good.
0: I would come home from school and play it for like three hours on the computer. <laughs> and my parents thought I was doing homework, but I would just sit there and play Farmville and, and chat people. And I am.
1: That's incredible. That's really funny. So. Speaking of webkins though, this is sort of where my brain started spiraling, and then I just went into a, just writing a billion things down. So I remember, I don't know how I heard this, but someone told me that like the Doctor Duck thing would like kill your webkins. Oh. Did you hear about that too? Or
0: no, I didn't hear about that, but I know what you're talking about. And I
1: was a little kid, and I was scared I didn't want my webkins to die, so I never took them to the doctor.
0: <laughs> that's definitely not a thing
1: no it's definitely not a thing <laughs> but this came out in like the what early 2000s so we were still in elementary school i think right
0: i think yeah so yeah i I don't think i would have done that in middle school i was too like i'm not a baby
1: yeah i know and then i was just thinking like from there did you ever play toontown no i love toontown we should play toontown it's like a Disney MMO game. It's like the silliest thing. And it shut down for a while. And then some free open source people just recreated Toontown, and it's free. We should become Toontowners.
0: Well, what about um, fucking... Club Penguin? Yes.
1: Yes, I wrote that down too.
0: I used to play Club Penguin in college.
1: It got shut down, what, our sophomore year, I think, of college?
0: Yeah, because... Our junior year? Because, um... I dressed up as Club Penguin for Halloween one year when it died. I think it was I think it was junior year.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. But what it reminded me of too is I remember someone held a little event where everyone would get on to the same server at the same time and just see who can get banned the fastest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was always looking for love.
1: I don't remember what I was doing. I was always cooking those pizzas and making bank.
0: I yeah I did that too but I'll do the spy game and then I would go to the dance club
1: oh yeah the dance and, club
0: and I was also a club penguin member
1: oh of course I was too
0: <laughs> literally like begged my parents to pay for me to have virtual clothes
1: I know it's really sad in retrospect but like yeah. whatever it brought me joy at the time and
0: yeah.
1: also with club penguin did you ever try and flip the iceberg
0: oh absolutely
1: was that actually possible or not
0: yeah i think it started as a joke but then once they saw everyone doing it they were like we should actually make this a thing so there would be like special days where you could flip the iceberg
1: because i remember as a kid just doing everything in my power to finally get that goddamn jackhammer and then you couldn't actually flip the iceberg oh really yeah, but there are videos of them flipping the iceberg, which in there's, retrospect. Yeah,
0: yeah, There's I think there's like special days and you had to be like on the right server, but you could do it.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's really neat.
0: I'm Googling how much Club Penguin used to cost.
1: <laughs> Please find out how much money we wasted.
0: Okay, we should get into the episode though.
1: All right, yes. After you Google oh, it.
0: it was oh, it's $4.99. That's
1: so cheap.
0: <laughs> I literally thought it was like $30 a month. <laughs>
1: All right, let's get into the episode.
0: Let's get into the episode.
1: All right. So we're going to start off with my very real UFO story. As I said before, definitely was not aliens, but it was an unidentified flying object.
0: Just let us believe it's aliens. It's more
1: fun. So I was in Vermont for New Year's, and I was taking my dog out, and he's old. It was icy, so I had to go down with him, him down the stairs, and I saw this red light in the distance, and I initially was thinking, oh, it's like a city skyline, but there are literally just no cities in Vermont like that. And also where we are, there's absolutely no cities in general around that we could see. Yeah. And so I didn't really think too much of it. And then I was walking up the stairs with him, like I said to help him up, and I looked back and it was gone, right? And it's like this bright red light. Do you remember at college how you could see the uh, that city? It reminded me of, like that skyline. So I, was, my thought was like, oh, it's like a city, but there aren't cities. And there's mountains all around mm-hmm. woods all around so like we couldn't see it and it sort of like wasn't moving it looked like it was set in place like a city and it was blinking like, red.
0: The, like there were that many lights that it looked like a city
1: no but there was like three or four but they were poking through a tree and it kind of looked like it was a city right it reminded mm-hmm. me of like the top of a city mm-hmm. and then when I got back up and turned around there's no light there It wasn't dark because there's lights on outside and there's snow, but there wasn't anything there. And I didn't really hear any noises, but the reason I don't think it was aliens is because the air force base in Burlington flies over where we are to do like practice stuff and test flights. And literally the day before I saw a stealth bomber and two fighter jets fly above our house. So I have a feeling that it was probably a fighter jet of some sort, but yeah. hey, and it was, I couldn't identify it. Therefore, it is a UFO.
0: Well, was it flying? Are you sure it was flying?
1: I'm not sure it was flying, but it was, it was like a, so it was like
0: a UO unidentified object.
1: Yes, but it was above the tree line. So I assume it must've been flying.
0: All right. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. You've been begging the aliens to come see you. So I know,
1: like, what a shitty sign, though. I was like barely paying attention.
0: Well, sometimes that might be all they got.
1: Mm-hmm. We gotta download Demi Lovato's app so we can go see aliens.
0: I know. See, it's like CE five or something.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll circle back to that. We're gonna make contact.
0: We might it,
1: Get one on the pod. You know.
0: Yeah. I'm Lauren and I'm John, and we host the Beard Owl podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world beer and weird owl
2: and a bunch of other stuff
0: that's right. do you like nostalgia? Do you like sibling banter? Do you like beer? Do you like Weird owl? Are you human?
2: If you answered yes to any of those questions, give us a listen. Become one of our loyal commenters
0: Steve, this is The story of Dr. Love. And I'm going to start out big picture. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I love this story. I'm glad that you're covering it.
0: I'm glad you brought it to my attention. So, this investor named Perseus Wells invests $10,000 in a clinic. Mm -hmm. And This doctor, Dr. Malachi Love Robinson, found this investor and was like, hey, give me $10,000 and I'm going to start this clinic. And he starts the New Birth, New Life Medical Center (laughs) in in Palm Springs, Florida. So Wells, the investor, says that Dr. Love provided all of the appropriate transcripts and documents from Arizona State University. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you look into the website at the time, this was around 2016, Mm -hmm. you could see on the New Birth, New Life Medical Center, Dr. Love Robinson described himself as a quote, well-rounded professional, professional spelled wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the place you want to start. If you see professional spelled wrong, you know that guy is a ringer.
0: He is really great. So well-rounded professional and says that he's 25 years old and he utilizes phototherapy, food therapy, and air therapy. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Air therapy and
0: therapy. But here's the twist. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: So it is later discovered that he is in fact, not 25 years old. He is 17 years old yes
1: he is a minor (laughs) he's a kid
0: (laughs) he is a actual child (laughs) so apparently what happened is this kid was homeschooled graduated high school quote-unquote when he was 15 and two years later opens up this medical practice but somehow it's unclear because he had this interview on uh, Good Morning America, where he says that he is not a medical doctor, but he does have a PhD.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But he says that he's not comfortable saying what he has a PhD in. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, "All right, so like, what's your PhD, and like, at least is it like related to like a medical field?" And he's like, "Well." I don't see how that's relevant (laughs) and I'm not comfortable sharing. Throughout an entire year, he was treating people, including very elderly patients. There was this one 86 year old woman who paid him $35,000.
1: It's a lot of money.
0: To treat severe stomach pain and a bunch of other people went to this doctor, but He actually was not a doctor.
1: He also was 17.
0: He was literally 17 years old. So kind of some funny details about this story. So how he eventually got caught was some people were like going to him and being like, this guy does not look like he went through like eight years of medical training.
1: I just say though, why would he pick 25 years old? Because like I'll be 25 fairly soon and I am not old enough to have graduated college and finished med school yet. He should have been like 28.
0: Yeah, he couldn't possibly have completed any kind of training within that time.
1: Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, phototherapy doesn't exist. So like- (laughs)
0: i just want to know what air therapy is or like
1: i'm gonna google it see if it even exists air physical therapy air therapy orange spray on amazon.com no it's not a real thing
0: (laughs) all right so that makes sense yes so people are going to him being like this is kind of weird like this doesn't seem right and eventually the cops caught wind of it and bring an undercover cop you mm-hmm. get treated by Doctor Love.
1: Doctor Love.
0: Doctor Love <laughs> sounds like a bad porn name or something.
1: Is a doctor in
0: Doctor Love? Will see you now. <laughs> so he gives a medical full ass medical exam, not ass exam.
1: <laughs> An ass
0: exam. <laughs> Just a medical exam, normal medical exam to this undercover cop, and the cop's like, yeah. We're leaving now and <laughs> are going in handcuffs. <laughs> but then, of course, all these local journalists start looking into it. And one of the funniest things that I saw was they brought in this camera crew to the new, whatever it is, New Birth, New Life Medical Center. Mm-hmm. And there's this sign that says, Dr. Malachi Love Robinson. Mm -hmm. comma PhD comma something else and then the bottom of it there's a little white sticker and the reporter just goes over and goes huh wonder what's under here peels off the sticker and it says MD (laughs) as if he was pretending to be a medical doctor and thought that with the camera crew coming in he could just put a little sticker (laughs) over it and now it's gonna be fine (laughs)
1: yeah it's clearly homeschooling did not do this guy any favors
0: (laughs) no his kind of argument was i do have a phd which i don't know how or where but fine
1: okay sure we'll buy it why not
0: We'll, we'll just go with that for a second and apparently the state of florida which does not surprise me at all does require you to have a medical license Unless you are a naturopathic doctor Ah. who uses like holistic medicine. Mm -hmm. So that's what he was saying that he was doing. But eventually he did get caught and he spent 21 months in a maximum security prison in Fort Myers. Mm
1: -hmm. And that was just the beginning.
0: That was just the beginning.
1: (laughs) Just to recap for everyone, this first thing, he did all that when he was 17. And then 21 months later, so that's like just under two years. So he'll be a little under 19 when this next part happens. Remember that, everyone.
0: Yep. (laughs) So he comes out. And since he has gotten out of prison, he has been hit by the cops in Florida and Virginia. Mm -hmm. For charges related to identity theft, obtaining money under false pretenses, and using false statements to obtain credit. Mm -hmm. But most recently, just a few days ago, he is now 23 and facing charges of grand theft and fraud because he stole from his employer. Yeah. And in early 2020, he rerouted payments from the business account that he was working for to his personal accounts, amounting to over $10,000.
1: He is nuts.
0: So this is the second time that he's stolen $10,000 from somebody. Yes. (laughs) So there's all these text messages between him and his boss. And his boss was like, what the fuck is going on? And Malachi just responded that he quote unquote fucked himself Mm -hmm. and was going to do everything he could to make it right. (laughs) And then he texted him and was like, Hey, don't worry. Just refunded the money. We should be good now. And the boss checked his account and there is like nothing there. (laughs) Like (laughs) like, what does that buy you? Like 30 seconds (laughs) until he checks his account.
1: Didn't he like pretend to be a doctor a few other times?
0: I no, I don't think so.
1: I could have sworn at one point he was like working in a hospital and no one noticed.
0: I didn't see that, but maybe.
1: I let me see. So I followed the story because there was a YouTube channel that I love called Internet Today. I've been watching it for years, and and they've been reporting on this since 2016 when he um <laughs> when he got caught the first time.
0: Yeah. I don't know,
1: maybe I'm wrong. I could have sworn it was that
0: I also wanted to bring up. so have you listened to the podcast, Dr. Death?
1: No, it's that
0: so when you first told me about this Dr. Love, mhm, so this is kind of funny. You know, Dr. Love and Dr. Death when you first told me about Dr. Love, I was like, okay, this is not going to be a funny story
3: mm-hmm. like
0: this because I maybe a year or two ago, listen to Dr. Death, and it's fucking scary. So there's this doctor, his name was Dr. Dunst, and he actually went through all of his medical training, okay, Mm. and became a spinal surgeon.
1: Oh, I'm scared where this is going.
0: Yeah, and he graduated from, like, one of the top spinal surgery programs – and had this great website, had his own practice for a little bit. And then he was like popping in and out of different hospitals. But long story short, this is a spoiler. So if you want to listen to the podcast, it's really good. So maybe skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. But, so of the 37 patients that he treated only in the Dallas area, he, he treated hundreds, but just in this one area
2: mm-hmm.
0: of the 37 patients he operated on. 33 had very serious life-threatening complications and two died.
1: Oh my God, that's not good.
0: And he would leave medical instruments inside of people. Mm
2: -hmm. He
0: would just like go in and start just like cutting wherever. And it turns out that he was going out doing LSD and cocaine not going to bed and just going straight to surgery
1: holy shit that's terrifying isn't that so,
0: terrifying
1: so it, w- it wasn't like he was like an evil person who was trying to paralyze people for life he was just a drug addict an idiot
0: yeah and he also was a psychopath because he literally never realized that he was a bad doctor like the whole time he thought that he was a good doctor and he's like well you know like Every doctor, like, bad shit happens. You can't control everything. But he was the first doctor ever to be charged criminally for something that he did on the operating table because it was so negligent.
1: You guys do that LSD, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the case that finally got him in jail was there was this woman named Mary Eford who came in for a spinal infusion. Mm-hmm. And she left, this is like content warning, content warning. She left the operating room with a nerve root severed. He had left screws just like laying around in her spine.
1: Oh my God.
0: And she was pretty much fully paralyzed afterwards.
1: So what I want to know is he's not the only surgeon in there. How is no one else? Like this guy really is bad at his job.
0: That's what was the scariest part, Steve, because it like really exposed the medical system because how he was getting away with it was this bad stuff would happen. Mm -hmm. And then someone would try to sue and the hospital would settle. So it never went publicly. Yeah. And then instead of like registering him as like a bad doctor or like trying to get his medical license revoked, mm-hmm. that would be like too much of a legal burden on them. So they would just quietly fire him and push him out. And oh then, my like,
1: God. That's really bad.
0: He would move to a new city. And this happened three or four times before he actually got caught.
1: That's awful.
0: that's insane horrifying
1: yeah that's the worst case scenario I mean hospitals are weird so my old job one of the first projects I did was in like um was in a hospital and we were in like the OR and these people were like hey do you want to watch a surgery and I was like kind of I don't think going on and I got I'm who the hell am I why was I able to watch that
0: Ew, I feel like that shouldn't be allowed.
1: Yeah, they're like, yeah, sure, just watch it. Like, I wasn't in the room with them, but I was like...
0: Like, do it, you think they asked the person if they... There's was, glass. They're,
1: they're under anesthesia. They're like, hey, you want to watch? I'm like, kind of.
0: Yeah, but I feel like you should ask someone.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, would,
0: I wouldn't want, like, random people watching me if I was asleep and, like...
1: Oh, yeah. No, trust me. It's, it's strange. They're like, hey, you're already in here. I want to watch some surgery. I'm like, kind of why not i wouldn't uh, i didn't like hang out there for the whole time but so i mean people's way but it's like eh, I, can, I can take a look take a little peek
0: <laughs> god thankfully this guy again <coughs> he was the first ever doctor to be charged criminally for something he did on the operating table and was sentenced to life in prison
1: well he deserved life in prison because that's banana lands what the hell yep. Just a quick aside, actually, before I move in to what I researched. I just posted a blog about the Pinocchio Cinematic Universe because a few episodes ago, we discovered that there's a Pinocchio in space. Yeah. So I did some digging, and there's a whole universe, and we're going to dissect it. There is a Pinocchio horror movie, a Pinocchio in space. There's this one that's a Soviet musical Entirely in Russian about Pinocchio. Wow. And that sounds like hell on earth.
0: It really does. <laughs> it was a it Canadian really version.
1: So we're going to be, or at least I will. I'll see how much I can force you to watch. In the future, we're going to be having some, some Pinocchio content. We're going to become the number one Pinocchio Cinematic Universe podcast on the planet. Just you wait.
0: That's a high bar.
1: Yeah. Well, no one else is doing this, so... I know. No one else is insane enough to do this. And we're we're back. Today's ASMR.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That freaks me out.
0: (laughs) I don't like that at all.
1: Yeah, I don't like that stuff either. I don't get why people are into that. It's so weird.
0: I am jealous of people, though, that do ASMR and just get paid to, like, eat in front of a microphone.
1: yeah. Just another random aside related to that. I don't understand mukbang. That's when people eat like a gross amount of food and on YouTube and get a ton of views. Isn't that like
0: kind of a sexual thing?
1: Is it sexual? I don't know.
0: I don't
1: know. I just don't really get. I've joy never. I've
0: never heard that word.
1: It's like it's it's like Japanese or Korean or something. It's an Asian word. It's like they just eat food on like YouTube, like large quantities of food. It's really gross. Yeah. And they're like in discomfort too because they're eating like thousands upon thousands of calories.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't really want people watching me while I eat, yeah. or to watch other people eat.
1: I like watching like that show Man vs. Food. I used to love watching that.
0: Yeah, or like the hot dog eating contest. It's kind of like really gross, but you can't.
1: That's so stop gross. Watching. Yeah, you can't look away. That's true. Okay, so now into what I actually researched: the Inuit folklore. So, how I first got into this is I found out about the Mahaha. The most fun way to describe it is he's a tickle monster who lives in the Arctic.
2: So
1: the Mahaha is an emaciated looking demon with stringy hair, cold blue skin, and elongated fingers with pointed claws at the end. Oh my god, I love the glasses.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) My eyeballs are starting to hurt from looking at the screen.
1: Are those your blue light glasses?
0: <laughs> they should be.
1: That'd be insane.
0: <laughs> for everyone who can't see, which is everyone except for Steve. I'm wearing these very pointy red glasses.
1: Those are funny. All right, so yeah. <laughs> um
0: interrupt.
1: <laughs> Yes. Okay. And he has a apparently has a cold touch, he has white eyes, he is always smiling and giggling, and he's always barefoot. As well, oh, he's also naked all the time, and cold does not appear to bother him. So the Inuits believe that if you find a dead person with a permanent grin on their face, it's because the mahaha has tickled them to death.
0: Oh, oh no! Look,
1: yeah, I that. the good news is most of the Inuit legends and myths around the mahaha don't end up with someone getting killed. Because the Mahaha is really stupid and really easy to trick. So according to the oral tradition and legends, if you're ever cornered by the Mahaha, you can defeat him by offering him a drink of water. and then when he goes over to the watering hole, you just shove him and he falls in, in the and the current sweep him away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like in the river.
1: So because the Inuit's a lot of they're in the Arctic, right? So a uh-huh. lot of it is on like ice sheets and stuff. Yeah. So, and they say if you get cornered, you offer him some water, and he'll stop trying to tickle you to death, and he'll go over to the watering hole, and while his head's in, you shove him in the back, and he falls face first in the water, gets swept away by the current, and then you're safe.
0: All of these folklore monsters we've talked about so far are so dumb.
1: I know. They are pretty stupid, which is- They're
0: pretty stupid.
1: I think they have to be easy to defeat, otherwise we would be living in fear all the time, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know, though. So then, the next or the I am going to try and pronounce this correctly. I hope I do. Qualupaluk, I think. Qualupaluk. Okay, so they Kuala-piluk. are. Q a l l u p i l l u k. Qualupaluk, I think. If I had to guess, <laughs> they are marine creatures that live in the cold Arctic waters and are said to have scaly skin, not unlike a sculpin, and they are
0: unlike a what?
1: A sculpin it's a type of fish. S-C-U-L-P-I-N. If you want to Google it, all the listeners, and see what it looks like. It's like a rockfish. Okay. They're pretty ugly. And they reek of sulfur. So they're stinky boys. And they are believed to hang out in the ocean near cracks in the ice. But they do not inhabit inland water. Just stuff like out in the ocean. And mm-hmm. if a child is ever alone on the ice, the quillipaloc will come out of the cracks and grab them, taking them never to be seen again. And in a lot of the stories, they wear eater duck clothing. I'm not really sure what that means, but that's what they said. And they have a large pouch on them that they carry their children in. Wow. And basically, they jump out of the water and steal kids when they're too close to holes. And according to Inuit elders they either jump out without warning and grab your kids, or other times you can hear them knocking under the ice. And if the ocean becomes particularly wavy, it's said that they're hiding underneath the ice.
0: They don't only prey on children though, right?
1: So the reason that they prey only on children is this myth exists to scare kids straight so they don't go play next to the Arctic water. Because if you fall in a hole in the Arctic Ocean, you're dead. Especially That's back then.
0: very smart.
1: Yeah. So, I think they just scare the kids straight. They only go after kids. And according to legend, it's not known why they only eat children or only after children. One theory is that they eat them. The other is that they're lonely and they just want a companion. So, they steal kids. Yeah, the moral of the story is never play near the edge of the water alone in the Arctic Ocean.
0: Well, that's actually... Makes sense, then, that the way you get rid of him is pushing him into the water, because then it's, again, scaring you of the water.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What would happen if you fell in?
1: Exactly. The biggest danger besides, like, a polar bear is falling to your death and freezing from the water. Yeah. So then, the final one. This is something I found really, really fascinating, and I did a lot of more research on this. These are Tunit, and what's interesting is, according to their folklore... The tunit were this race of human-like creatures that were taller, stronger, and had the, quote, muscularity of a polar bear. And they claimed that a tunit man could carry a thousand-pound seal on his back or drag a whole walrus.
0: That is strong.
1: They also said that the tunit would sleep with their legs in the air to drain all the blood from their feet so they could outrun caribou. And... The thing is, though, is the Inuit apparently were really interested in the Tunit, right? But they were very peaceful and were actually afraid of the Inuits, even though the Inuits were smaller, and they'd actually flee whenever they saw them. And what's really fascinating is this is not a myth. Actually, a recent study connects them to this group called the Dorsets, which Mm -hmm. were a group of, I guess they were humans. The articles I read didn't really specify if they're modern homo sapiens or what, but they are homo sapien in some capacity, but there's different, not different species, but like a different population that overlapped with them. That was bigger and stronger than the Inuit. And I thought that was really fascinating that they actually exist and overlapped with them. And yeah. according to like their oral tradition, again, the Inuits what ended up happening is they wouldn't fight or like kill the Inuits because they were afraid of them for some reason, even though the Inuits were smaller and weaker. So, what would happen is the Inuits came in and took over all of the major hunting spots and then they just sort of vanished. Mm. They were outcompeted by yeah. anatomically modern Homo sapiens.
0: Interesting.
1: And in, in 2014, there was an unprecedented paleogenomic study. Was published that analyzed DNA from 169 ancient human species from Canada, Alaska, and Siberia and Greenland, and basically what was concluded was that there are these two groups: was the Pre-Dorset and Dorset. They realized those were actually the same population of people in the Arctic living in the Arctic, and they found that they lived successfully in the Arctic for about 4,000 years before disappearing within a couple generations of the introduction of the Inuits in about 1200 AD. Wow. There's no evidence that they interpret or anything. So what's interesting is this myth is not actually a myth. It is just, it was like a true oral tradition of like what they saw and how they interacted with them. So that was really fascinating. And the one thing I have a problem with is the cryptid wiki lists the tunit as cryptids. And I think that's incredibly problematic. Because first of all, (laughs) Because not only do they exist, but these are human beings who just were in a different population than the Inuits. And the only comment under that wiki is someone said, how are these cryptids?
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> like that is, okay, I don't know if anyone who manages that account listens to us, but I just really think you should take that down because I think it's wrong of you to consider one group of humans who definitely existed and thrived for 4,000 years as cryptids. That's pretty messed up, guys. <laughs>
0: Well, isn't Bigfoot part man?
1: I mean, but we haven't proven that he exists yet. We've proven that these people exist. Yeah, he probably doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, and then the other thing in the article I read from, um, I think it was like the Toronto Star or Toronto Tribune or whatever it's called, but this is really interesting. So I kind of paraphrased a bit because there's some long quotes, but what was interesting is this wasn't the first time that we've done a, like a genomic study of paleo humans, has actually kind of matched up perfectly with the oral tradition of uh, the indigenous people. For example, there is these people, Wilserlev et al., if for anyone who's not in the academic stuff, et al., just means and everyone else, basically use it for papers. Um, so they sequenced the genome of a 12,500-year-old skeleton in Montana And the results showed that pretty much all of the current Native Americans or American indigenous populations across North and South America are related to these people. And I'm paraphrasing here, but Shane Doyle, who's a member of the Crow tribe in Montana, basically said, this discovery pretty much just confirms what the tribes have known all along. The artifacts and objects in the ground are remnants of their direct ancestors, and in the same article with an interview, Willersev said that, uh, so this is a direct quote. Scientists are sitting around and academically discussing different theories about peopling of Americas. And you have all these different views on how many migrations and who's related to who. Then when we actually undertake the most sophisticated genetic analysis we can do today, and this is state of the art genetically, we can just listen to the uh, indigenous people in the first place, and basically what he's saying is like, we're wasting all this time and like and money doing these studies. And if we just listened to like the people and didn't disregard their opinions because they're Native Americans, yeah. we could have saved so much money and a bunch of people wouldn't have had to write these stupid papers about things that are just not based in reality. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. That is and
0: interesting.
1: It ties into Bigfoot, which you brought up, which I'm happy about is mm-hmm. because the Bigfoot As I wrote my first ever blog, which you should check out if you're interested, I talked about how there was this really long oral tradition of Sasquatch or Bigfoot or whatever they call it in, depending on what tribe, across North America. And with this, plus they gave some other examples in the article, which I don't feel like going over, of indigenous people's uh, myths actually lining up with genetic information that they've discovered. So, or not myths, but like their oral traditions being actually factual. So what I'm thinking is, I don't think Bigfoot's still around today, but I think there was definitely a Bigfoot in the same time that these paleo-Americans were here. Mm -hmm. And I just think that they went extinct. And my argument for anyone who says, well, show me proof. According to a BBC article, less than a tenth of 1% of everything that ever has lived or will live, will be able to be fossilized so if you say well show me proof well i can't show you proof because statistically speaking it didn't fossilize yeah and that's a crazy thing to think about is imagine all the insane creatures and designs that exist that we couldn't even fathom that just weren't in the right place at the right time
0: yeah i mean and it it makes sense it's like Not everything is going to be perfectly preserved.
1: Yeah. is less than a tenth of 1% of everything that's ever lived will be saved. It's insane. What if there are gaseous creatures that used to live here? We would never know.
0: We would never know. Yeah. You know what's crazy to me? What? They have no idea what color dinosaurs were.
1: Oh, I know. It's so cool. They
0: totally made it up.
1: I know. They just make it up. It's really cool. I mean, they didn't know they had feathers until recently.
0: I just, oh, I I know what I'm going to talk about next week already.
1: Awesome, if it's about dinosaurs,
0: it's about dinosaurs.
1: If you want some sources,
0: <clears throat> Curiosity like, Stream
1: sponsor us. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but yeah, Curiosity Stream has some phenomenal dinosaur documentaries. I wish they were paying me money to say this, but it's a free ad. Pay me, please.
0: It was a Nat Geo podcast about this dinosaur that. I'm, I don't want to give too much away, but it's like one of the famous dinosaurs that you used to think of was as a kid actually does not look anything like it does in the books.
1: Okay. I gotta figure out what it's called, but there's this book about basically this guy draws alternative or like creates alternative like zoology stuff like what creatures would look like or like alternatives to what things actually looked like looked like. Mm -hmm. i think that'd be so interesting to have that person talk definitely Um, i also want a paleoanthropologist, but like i want a big name who knows everything i don't want a little person because i have so many questions i need there's some guy who works at uva who knows if he's even still alive he's in a documentary i watched i hope he's alive still i had to find his name but this guy has handled every single hominin fossil ever I want to get that guy on. I want to just like ask him every question about human evolution imaginable.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Yeah. All right. So, do you want to get into Kid Nation now?
0: Let's do it. I feel like I'm transforming as we keep recording. I know.
1: I feel like I should too. Hold up. You ready for this?
0: <laughs> what are those?
1: Those are goggles. where did that wig come from? <laughs>
0: Got this on Amazon when I was drunk one time.
1: <laughs> Everyone's so jealous they can't see this. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. So I'm currently wearing a very long red wig and uh, reflective John Lennon lenses. And I don't know what the fuck Steve's wearing.
1: I got some goggles and a cowboy hat. Yeehaw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm keeping mine on.
1: Okay, let that's kind of kidnation. Um, okay, so this episode was a banger.
0: It was.
1: The producers were like, hmm, everyone's too friendly. What can we do to make everyone hate each other and have the whole society fall apart?
0: They needed some drama.
1: And boy, did they create drama. So just to start things off, did you happen to write down Michael's quote at the very, very beginning? No, I didn't. So, Michael says, in the very beginning of the episode, does anyone else think the gold star will significantly increase their sex appeal?
0: Oh, yeah. That was iconic.
1: <laughs> that was funny. I had no idea the green team had four people win stars on it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we all knew that they were, like, an all-star team. Yeah. At least in terms of like good kids, not in terms of challenges, obviously.
1: Yeah, oh no, there's the worst of challenges. He looks so strange with red hair, red and black hair. Yeah, it's dark roots. I've never drunk bought anything on Amazon.
0: Oh, I do it all the time.
1: Also, everyone was complaining that Green wasn't doing anything. They finally were upper class. They've had the shittiest jobs every other week for the past eight episodes. And you they've been let...
0: watching everyone else do nothing.
1: And everyone's like, it's not fair that like, Green's not doing anything. It's like, what do you mean? They're the only people who haven't had the choice to do nothing.
0: Yeah. And Sophia's getting increasingly mean.
1: Yeah. I think she just doesn't care anymore.
0: I mean, she got the gold star, like, what, first?
1: Yeah, I think. No, she was, like, the second week. Um, Michael was week one, I think. Then they go to the, the book, because, of course, they do. Yeah. The godforsaken book. And it tells them they need to mix up the town, like break it up.
0: Yeah. And what was weird about that conversation is like, first of all, why did Gylan think that he needed smart people on his team?
1: Yeah, I don't like Gylan. He's kind of an asshole.
0: Gylan, I feel like just doesn't really get it.
1: Yeah, these homeschooled kids in this show are really fucking weird. Yeah. We got Dr. Love, he's homeschooled. We got Nathan, who's a weirdo, who's homeschooled. We got Gylan, who's homeschooled. Also, my biggest complaint, we'll we'll get into it in a second, but my biggest complaint with how they did this is they only traded like one person per. They didn't like, Mm -hmm. I was hoping they were going to do like a Madden style fantasy draft where it's like, everyone starts over with a draft order. You have to pick a person, but instead they're like, let's just change it a little bit. And just make everyone even angrier,
0: yeah, it I don't even really understand why they did that. It was like let's pick the people you like most in your team and take them out.
1: It was literally like let's how do we create the most conflict imaginable?
0: Yeah, it was a terrible idea
1: if they were gonna do it, they had to do a fantasy draft like that's the only way to do it where it's like we start from scratch, we have captains, we have a draft order we like a snake draft so everyone gets a first pick eventually, right? That'd be the only logical way to do it. But instead, they just bring everyone to a town hall meeting and they're like, okay, Nathan, you're going to red. Em- Emily, you're going to blue. Blaine, yeah. you're going to yellow. And then no one went to green because Laurel refused to like let anyone join or leave.
0: Yeah, and that was a weird move too. It was like, I get it. You have a great team, whatever. But it was just kind of a dick move.
1: Yeah, no. It like, was not in the stuff. spirit
0: of what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, and also like if they're gonna shuffle it, they should have changed things up in a bigger way. They shouldn't have just been, like, one person here, one person there. That doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah. It kind of made me sad because they weren't really nice to the people who got added to their team. Like,
1: Except for Blaine. They were all really excited that they had, like, an adult. Yeah. <laughs>
0: because, like, Nathan got, like, Fully bullied on the red team. I know, no idea why
1: they just went off on him. They just bullied the shit out of him, and he was like,
0: like, "I don't know what's going on." Like, and he got the gold star because he's such a hard worker. He like gets up and does his shit, and like Mm -hmm. keeps to himself. And this poor kid was just getting fully bullied.
1: Yeah, it was really unfair. I love how angry Alex got because Alex said, "Guyland is totally unsmart." Following your formula, right? They came off the bat heavy just showing Blaine, right? And yeah. you know who wins a star? Blaine. It's getting a little predictable.
0: It's getting pretty predictable. That's pro- How many episodes do we have left?
1: Are there 12, I think? Or 13? We're on nine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're at nine. And there's another kid who they show for the first time ever, Hunter. And I was thinking... Imagine living through this shit and not getting a second of screen time until episode 9 when there was like not that many weeks left.
0: When they were like, yeah, Hunter's up for the gold star. I literally wrote down who the fuck is Hunter. Yeah, seriously, like
1: though I, I actually I quite literally wrote who the fuck is Hunter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because and if you're like that good of a kid to be almost up for a gold star, it's like you gotta be doing something. Like, he hasn't just been, like, out here, like, crying in the corner, you know?
1: I know, they just chose not to show him. Anjay really showed us that that kid had no fucking business being a leader.
0: I felt so bad for Anjay though.
1: I did, but I love how we started using an analogy about the Titanic, and I literally wrote down, like, dude, do you not know that the Titanic sinks?
0: <laughs> and Olivia just went up to him and was like, you're crying like a big baby. When? Uh, I
1: know.
2: And she's he, so
0: mean. She was so mean, and he's just standing there crying.
1: Yeah, I know. It was really sad, but it was also kind of funny.
0: <laughs> because everyone was mad at him for trading Blaine and getting literally nothing in return. Oh, I know. Which, like, it, he traded Blaine and Nathan.
1: I know, like, it's what I don't understand is he traded Blaine and Nathan and picked up Emily, who was, like, supposedly, like, the least helpful person besides maybe Taylor.
0: She, I think she's actually helpful, isn't she?
1: Yeah, I think so. But in this episode, they're posing her as someone who did nothing all the time.
0: Yeah. She's nine. I mean.
1: Yeah, no, seriously.
0: She's a kid.
1: The showdown was they had to, like, load a sled with as many rocks as possible and take it through an obstacle course. And these were real rocks. And they had actually like a ton of rocks across.
0: An actual ton.
1: Yeah, like 500 pounds each. It was bananas. So, and if they, didn't, if they didn't reach a ton, they didn't get the prize.
0: Yeah. And, and the whole catch was, so your team can fill up not a lot of rocks and get across really quickly and mm-hmm. be town council. Or you can fill up a lot of rocks in the hopes that you guys will be able to get the prize Mm
2: -hmm. which
0: I actually thought was like a good challenge yeah because it actually made them think about like do I want to prioritize my team or the town like usually it's the same thing usually it's like okay we're gonna do well and if we do well that's good for the team and it's good for the town yeah but this time they actually had to like really think about it so I thought it was a good challenge
1: oh I did too I was just surprised that it was actual rocks. I was wondering too—is like, do any of these people play sports, or all just like little weaklings who, because they all seem very unathletic?
0: Well, I think a lot of them are like live on a farm and like do shit on the farm.
1: Because Greg has legit just like man strength, even though he's a boy.
0: Yeah, of course. They're, like, loading up and, like, trying to decide how much to do. Mm -hmm. And they get, like, three rocks in the thing. And on the yellow team, Taylor's like, I can't carry this. This is going to be too heavy for me.
1: (laughs) I know. Okay. So then the standings at the end were blue got upper class by, like, a mile. Yellow are the merchants, which is funny because they're the youngest. Green are the cooks and red are the laborers. And Green did abysmal. They had the U.S. Rocks, and they still got third place.
0: Yeah. Classic Green fashion.
1: Classic Green. And then Gylan just, like, said something really nasty about how people only care about their status and not the town as a whole because they didn't um, get enough things. And then Sophia just, like, cursed him out. And then everyone was, like, on her side. Because he was being, like, a little nasty little boy. Even though I don't know what she said, so I can't say if it was awful or not
0: they they bleeped it out so we'll never know what she actually said and i just i want to know what she said
1: yeah because because they could have bleeped it out could have been not that bad
0: i mean it could have been anything
1: seriously it could have been literally anything
0: i don't know if she called him fat or called him a cunt
1: (laughs) yeah seriously who knows i don't know and then the choices for the prize that they didn't win were either beds or a kids hang out.
0: yeah it was like a trailer filled with like beds and fun games and stuff but it's like obviously they're gonna pick the beds
1: i just like i just don't get it That song imagine knowing that you could have been sleeping on a bed instead of on the floor
0: yeah but my theory is they really weren't even that close and like red took a fuck ton of rocks like they took the most rocks that they could actually carry mm-hmm. and they still didn't get to what they needed for like the average like they yeah, not know 500 pounds so my theory is that like they kind of set it up so they wouldn't win the challenge yeah and and then it just causes more division
1: i think so too actually because because guyland was like was like oh green did abysmal they carried 420 pounds it's like sure they need average five hundred, but like four hundred twenty pounds is still a lot of weight to carry a long distance when you're a kid.
0: And Red didn't even get five hundred. I mean, they're averaging like an extra five pounds a person.
1: Yeah, which is you which know? is why like, everyone was so mad at Kylan for being a little asshole.
0: I don't think he was being an asshole.
1: I th- I don't know. I think he's just weird
0: yeah i don't think he was really i think he was just upset that they didn't get the challenge and he was just like trying to it trying to be like a leader
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it didn't work out that way yeah.
1: so i'm predicting also just doing the future prediction here i'm predicting that hunter is gonna win uh next week because they introduced like Bl- like we've seen blaine they started to introduce him for real last week then he won the star this week we've never seen hunter before they introduced him, give him a background story. So you know he's going to win next week. Yep. So I don't know how this worked, but I have a feeling that they recorded this all in advance. And then they, like, before, it wasn't like it was going on live or anything. Because, you know, like, The Bachelor and stuff is, like, pre-recorded.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they did a live.
1: Yeah, because that would explain why they how they elude the things. So they definitely didn't do it live. So... It's actually really good that Blaine... It's good that Blaine moved to yellow because he's just, like, a nicer version of Greg. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying to whip them all into shape. And it turns out he does, like, a lot of work that they just didn't show us that he did. So, yeah,
0: and, and he said something like, I'm... Like, I miss the blue team, but, like, I'm glad I'm not getting overshadowed by Greg anymore. Like, I've been out here, like, pulling my weight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... There's that one girl who was, like, crying because she wanted to, like, go home. And Taylor is like, there's only 12 more days. But there's, like, three episodes. How could there be only 12 days?
0: Well, why couldn't there be?
1: Because I thought that each episode lasted a week.
0: Yeah, but probably, like, a week. Uh, Like, a full week.
1: Yeah. That's true. It's probably not a real week.
0: That's what they do on, like the bachelor maybe not the bachelor but i know america's next top model Mm
2: -hmm. they
0: would do a week in a day oh it was like every day people were getting voted off but it seemed like it was a week okay so
1: that makes sense yeah and then i said because greg was like really nice and comforted that little girl and i was thinking like greg has his moments if he could just keep that temper in line he'd be a really sweet dude
0: yeah, he and when he carried that girl to bed, I was like, that is the cutest thing. And like, a 15 year old guy doesn't have to do that, you know?
1: I know. He's really sweet. He gets into temper tantrums.
0: Yeah, he definitely does.
1: He needs to deal with that anger, and he's a good guy besides that. Yeah. Um, There's Randy as who wanted to leave.
0: Yeah. And then it kind of goes into the town council, right?
1: Yeah, so the town council. So Randy leaves, even though Greg tried to convince her not to. Mm-hmm. Taylor is really sad and she misses her. And then they give Blaine the star, right? Yeah. And then they sort of have like an insurrection where they're asking if everyone approves. And then Greg goes all out again. Like calls out Anjay. He said something like really mean. Something like uh Mallory is more of a man than you are.
0: Yeah. And he's like devastated
1: he's he just devastated
0: head in his hands he doesn't even try to fight it he's just like really sad
1: i know You're and then and then like only blaine approves of how the council's doing because they gave him the star
0: he literally just got the star
1: yeah everyone like disagrees like it's like against them it's like 99% of people are and then the guy asked that they want to have a re-election and they're gonna be it's gonna be election season next week and i can't wait yeah oh wait DK running against Skylin, blaine against zach greg against anjay and michael's running against laurel
0: which was weird Mm-hmm. i don't think that michael will win but i think greg is definitely gonna win which is gonna be a shit show
1: oh greg's gonna win i i think blaine's gonna win because Yellow, especially now that uh randy left is because taylor blamed zach for randy leaving so you know that uh you know that she's going to campaign against him for Blaine.
0: Zach was also being mean this episode, so I'm, yeah. like, over him.
1: I know. I him too. And then I think DK is going to win. I think enough people are mad at Gylan.
0: Yeah. And DK is actually, like, a really good leader.
1: Yeah. I think he'd be awesome. So I'm glad there's a re-election because, like, Gylan, he had no business being leader. Neither did Mike, really.
0: Mike didn't really do anything wrong, and then he was unanimously voted out. It was, like, so random.
1: I think people just didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like him. <laughs>
0: yeah, really. He's just, like, a whiny brat.
1: I know. I don't like most of these kids, now. that I really think about it.
0: Well, you think you like them, and then they show you, like, next week, and they're just, like, being annoying. Kids.
1: I know. But that's because and... thing is they're kids, though, so they are annoying. Yeah. And there are still some kids who... Barely made an appearance. Sorry, I was yawning.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: and imagine not getting any airtime by the time this is over.
0: <laughs> Terrible. Well, that's Kid Nation, everybody.
1: Yeah, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Stay tuned for a little longer because we're going to have a very, very special outro this week. Courtesy of our good friend Brian Weaver of Ghost Quest, we had it on last <laughs> week. Who he brought us? this beauty. It's, I don't even want to spoil it. It's, Uh, you need to go in blind and just listen. It's four minutes of insanity.
0: You guys can find us on misfitsandmysteries.com. Uh, we have a blog. You guys should check it out.
1: You can sign up um, for our newsletter on the website.
0: Sign up for our newsletter on the website. It's coming um, out soon. Check us out on social at podcast underscore misfits on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Uh, We have a YouTube channel, Misfits and Mysteries. I try and remember to upload the videos. It's just audiograms. So like, if that's not your thing, that's fine. It's more beneficial right now if you just listen to our podcast instead. But if YouTube's your thing, check it out. As always, make sure to like and subscribe. And as I said before, please share this with a friend, blog about it, tweet about us. Just tell anyone it really, really benefits us. It helps us keep doing this. And the bigger we get, the more opportunities we have. We can get cooler guests on, stuff like that. So, as always, stay spooky. Stay
0: spooky. Bye. Bye.
1: Hello.
3: It's me. You know indoctrination started while we were still naive. Programming, I believe that inertia is the reason we don't feel the earth spinning. Hello, can you hear me? Did you ever well stop to question the confession of gravity as a theory? Funny thing, force alone can be explained with buoyancy and density. The sun is closer than what they've told us, not 90 million miles away. From the inside, I'm here to tell. light earth and glow discussion grew to discover all the truth how the sun the moon the stars are all revolving around you there's no more secret the earth is stationary it is fixed on